we're going to put in what we call a drip or a, a, an angiocath, which is a little plastic tube that can be attached to the uh, fluids in the drip. And that's put in by uh, having a needle inside that catheter, which is threaded into the vein. Oncologist Richard Isaacs prepares breast cancer sufferer and campaigner Chris Walsh to receive an intravenous infusion of Herceptin at a private clinic in Palmerston North. It's the 13th of 18 doses that she'll receive over a year, and the single cup of tea-sized bag of clear fluid entering her reddening vein is worth a staggering $5,000. All up, it's costing Chris Walsh $92,000, but her spirits and those of other women getting her septin at the clinic today are high. It's a lot redder, it's a lot richer, it's gold, because it costs a lot more. <laughs> It's weighing me down. Chris Walsh and seven fellow breast cancer sufferers have just heard that the judicial review case they've applied for appears set to proceed, throwing a new spotlight on the funding decision. The drug funding agency Pharmac said in May that it will pay $5 million a year to fund nine weeks, that's three infusions, of Herceptin for up to 400 women a year. Months earlier, it had ruled out the much more expensive option of funding the so-called wonder drug under the 12-month treatment plan that's used in 24 OECD countries, including Australia. Nine weeks' funded treatment has been available for just over a month, but remains contentious. The National Party's Associate Health Spokesperson, Jackie Blue, says it treats women like guinea pigs. This is an unproven experimental regime that was tested only on 250-odd women, and of that group, only 50 or so women actually had the regime combination that our women are getting in New Zealand. What really concerns me is that from 1 July, these women are are having this treatment, and they're not being monitored. They are not in a clinical program. There's no international trial. These, These women are flying blind. Jackie Blue, a former breast physician, is referring to a Finnish-led study known as FinHer, on which Pharmac based its decision that nine weeks may be just as effective as 12 months at a fraction of the cost. The alternative regime, 12 months of Herceptin, which would gobble up $25 million or half of this country's cancer drugs budget if funded here, is based on several larger, quite different studies, notably the HERA trial. One of the really important ways that uh, BCAC communicates with its 21 member groups and and other individual members is through our website. Aucklander Libby Burgess of the Breast Cancer Aotearoa Coalition is a breast cancer survivor who's led the campaign for the funding of Herceptin for years. As a scientist, she's well-versed in the scientific studies and joins those upset about the decision to fund Herceptin in early breast cancer for nine weeks only. Her involved giving Herceptin with chemotherapy, whereas it was given after chemo in the HERA trial. But Libby Burgess says it was a small trial, and the way chemo was given varied from what's being done here under the nine-week treatment plan. The problem with nine weeks is that it really is still an experimental regimen. It was used in a small study. This regimen um, was given to only 54 women. And in fact, of those 54 women, we're told by oncologists that only 33 received a standard chemotherapy protocol. We are further told by those oncologists that those who didn't receive Herceptin in that trial had higher-grade tumours, they had larger tumours, and they tended to be younger, and they tended to have different estrogen receptor status of their cancers. So actually there were already differences between the untreated control group and the 
group that got Herceptin that suggested that the Herceptin treatment would look better because the ones who weren't treated with Herceptin had potentially worse outcomes anyway. Breast cancer campaigners like Libby Burgess maintain that 12 months, not nine weeks, of Herceptin is the standard that New Zealand should be aiming for. They base that on the HERA study that involved 2,600 patients and which showed significant benefits in disease-free and overall survival over a median follow-up period of two years. It showed that of every 100 women who took Herceptin for a year, 87 were alive without a return of their cancer, six more than for the same number that did not have the drug. Looked at another way, one in every 16 women remained alive and disease-free, whereas under the nine-week treatment option, that was the case for one in eight or nine. Indications are that had New Zealand funded the drug on the 12-month option, it would have been spending $25 million to prevent a progression of cancer for about 19 women. Otago University biostatistician Chris Frampton, however, says the benefits would be higher than those figures suggest. You're actually saving more and more lives every year as more women present with breast cancer. So you can't give a simple figure as to how many people will be saved once such a strategy were implemented. You can say how many you'd save in the first year and in the second year from that cohort, but you're bringing a new cohort in every year and no one has worked through those equations properly. Breast cancer is New Zealand's most common female cancer with 2,500 women getting the diagnosis a year and about 600 dying from the disease. Herceptin, chemical name trastuzumab, is a monoclonal antibody, a new targeted drug. It works by binding to the HER2 receptor found on some cancer cells, blocking a protein that would lead to cancer. A quarter of breast cancers are HER2 positive, and it's devastating news, says patient Chris Walsh. Everything I read was about how aggressive the cancer was, how particularly nasty it was, and I just kept thinking to myself, why did I have to get that one? Why couldn't I get the other ones, you know, that had more treatment options and that weren't as aggressive and had much better health outcomes? Chris Walsh has her hopes pinned on it. But how good is her septin, and is it worth the expense and the fuss? Breast cancer campaigner Libby Burgess is in no doubt. The effects of Herceptin have been described as unprecedented because they're evident so early on in follow-up and because they're so strong. And that early results in terms of disease-free survival and overall survival translate almost invariably into long-term results. Oncologist Richard Isaacs, who will be an expert witness for Chris Walsh and others, agrees. The sort of benefits that are being shown are really mirroring the gains that were seen with tamoxifen when that was first introduced in the 1970s and the extent of benefit we haven't seen since, even with uh, new chemotherapies being introduced. Christchurch breast cancer specialist Chris Atkinson is the medical director of the Cancer Society. I'd probably call it a wonderful drug rather than a wonder drug. In fact, the interesting thing, which I think does not come out very clearly sometimes, uh, is that the additional benefit of Herceptin in terms of survival is probably measurable in, as about 2 to 3%. Whereas in this group of women who would be eligible for Herceptin, all of them need to have chemotherapy as well. And the chemotherapy provides a benefit often up to 20%. So Herceptin is adding another 2 to 3% absolute survival benefit on top of the 20% or so of chemotherapy. He says any benefit of 2 to 3% amounts to a breakthrough.
There isn't a silver bullet that's going to cure cancer. We'll be waiting for that for the next uh, couple of millennia. What we do is we add benefits together. Herceptin is a very important additional benefit. Pharmac opted for nine weeks partly on the basis of emerging evidence that giving Herceptin with chemo is more effective than giving it afterwards. Study results continue to emerge and it's not known yet how the alternatives will stack up. Critics of the nine-week funding decision ask how Pharmac could rule out a larger study, saying it's inconclusive, yet go ahead with a smaller one with just as many questions surrounding it. Cancer sufferer Chris Walsh again. There just isn't enough data around at the moment to substantiate the three treatments that Pharmac have gone with. Pharmac says its decision is practical and affordable. Critics say it's all about cost. Biostatistician Chris Frampton, who's expected to be another witness for the complainants in the upcoming judicial review. By indicating that nine weeks therapy is proven on the basis of a very small subgroup of an overseas study and therefore justified funding it on that basis, I think it is inappropriate and invalid. If the only study we had on Herceptin was the nine-week FinHer study, no agency would fund Herceptin. The reason they're funding or going to fund the nine-week regime is because it's cheaper. That's, that's the only reason. Michael Finlay is the Professor of Oncology at Auckland Medical School and also directs a group known as Cancer Trials New Zealand, which has had funding from the drug firm Roche, among others. He says Pharmac's got a difficult job, but good clinical evidence shouldn't be misrepresented or ignored. Sometimes the evidence comes out with an expensive option and uh, one can see that they've seen a cheaper option which looks like it might be compelling. But if there was no 12-month data for Herceptin, there's no way they'd accept the nine-week data, I would have thought. They'd say that the study was insufficiently powered and preliminary, etc. So my concern is that Pharmac have, through their funding restrictions, have been pressed into a decision about nine weeks being a worthwhile number eight wire solution, I guess. Libby Burgess of the Breast Cancer Coalition says women will take their state-funded infusions and fork out for the rest. That's what Mary McHugh, who's just begun her nine-week treatment, is doing. The Auckland mother of four says her specialists have indicated that the 12-month treatment is ideal and she and her husband will dip into their savings and borrow for the extra $100,000 that she'll need. They say that um, there has been studies shown that nine weeks is an acceptable amount of time, but I still get that second, um, are you going to go for the whole 12 months? And I, I still get that comment, are you still going to be able to go for the whole 12 months? So in my way of thinking, when I hear that, I think obviously it is definitely more beneficial for myself to go for the 12 months. So are you saying it's a case of better safe than sorry? Most definitely, most definitely for me. Vernon Harvey, an Associate Professor of Oncology at Auckland Hospital, is an advisor to Pharmac as well as having his own cancer patients. I still advise patients in whom funding is not a problem to have a year of therapy because that's where the science sits. But that for patients who can't afford that, I offer them the nine weeks and I tell them that I have this feeling that their outcome is likely to be as good or just about as good in my belief, as the people who have the longer therapy. But I can't prove that to them yet. Campaigner Libby Burgess says Pharmac should admit that it's doing nothing more than providing a subsidy. That would be an honest approach from Pharmac, and that's what we were asking of them. Now um, New Zealand women will have to rely on their oncologists to tell them that 
It's not the proven full-length treatment, but it's a subsidy. That's how you should view it. And that's what we're hearing that oncologists are saying to their patients. Pharmac, for its part, has a capped budget and is charged with getting the best value it can. When the acting chief executive, Matthew Brougham, addressed a district health board conference recently about the role, he said that drug firms will charge what the market can bear and will let lobby groups do their marketing for them. He said the price isn't always justified by their costs and there's only one way to respond. We do have to think in terms of what we're prepared to pay and what we're not prepared to pay. And when we're not prepared to pay it, we don't pay it. He told me that Pharmac has to be what he described as a savvy consumer, and he says that's how it approached Herceptin. The question in front of us about Herceptin was, should we fund or should we not fund 12 months? Now, given the information we had and given the constraints we were faced with, um, that's, that was a relatively simple decision. It was, it was pretty clear that it was, we were unable to fund that drug. But On what, Why? But what? Mainly because of the resource constraints. Cost. Yes, cost. But no, well, not only cost. Um, hospital resources were also severely constrained, so there were going to be problems there. But the way the savvy consumer approaches a problem like that isn't simply to go yes or no, but to actually look for other options, to look to solve the problem. And I think that's exactly what we've done with Herceptin. We've looked at other opportunities. We became aware relatively early on that there was information to suggest that there were different treatment regimens that uh, resulted in different costs and consequently we were at the end of the day presented with an opportunity that was too good to refuse. Matthew Brougham says there was also the issue about uncertainty. Clearly when you're spending 30 million dollars you want to have greater certainty about the um, outcomes, the likely outcomes you can expect than if you're spending five million dollars. So $30 million, or 25 to $30 million, the uncertainty looked very high. So it's been a package of things all, all rolled together, as you've just said. Do you think Pharmac should have been more clear about that, perhaps from the start? I think we've been very clear about that right from the start, that the level of uncertainty was a, was a big question, and the reason it was a big question was because of the costs that we were looking at having, well, the costs of funding this proposal. Fewer issues in medicine are more emotive than breast cancer. That's evident from public submissions to Pharmac during consultation over the funding decision. I find it outrageous, as a woman, that some New Zealand women are being given a death sentence by Pharmac's refusal to fund the 12-month treatment. I feel ashamed. Men continue to die more than women from most of the leading causes of death, and they continue to live about five years fewer than women. Surely at least we can expect some gratitude from women who disproportionately benefit already from the health budget. Many oncologists told Pharmac that they'd prefer 12 months of funding but would accept the shorter plan if Pharmac was up front about the role of cost. Christchurch oncologist Chris Atkinson explains. If it is admitted that it's not funded for 12 months purely on economics and not dressed up as some sort of, manipulation's probably too strong, but some sort of different assessment of the evidence, then oncologists would accept that probably some Herceptin is better than none. Pharmac says it listened to the views and made changes, but didn't have to agree with all of them. The funding decision it's made is widely seen as a compromise. National MP Jackie Blue.
With nine weeks and no monitoring, we don't know what we're doing. This could be a really appalling decision and be looked at as another unfortunate experiment by this government. The Health Minister, Pete Hodson, says that's not so. We know it's not unsafe. We know that nine weeks is safer for women than 12 months because of cardiotoxicity. We also know that nine weeks does give a statistically significant result. I mean, that was the result of the original FinHer study. But what we don't know is that because the numbers were so slight, we know that the result is X, but it's sort of X plus or minus a bit, and we don't know what that bit is. Pharmax Matthew Brougham says there are uncertainties surrounding both regimes, but they're less of an issue with a lower-cost treatment. When you are looking at a much lower treatment cost, as we are with the nine-week regimen, suddenly this treatment, given the evidence we do have of benefit, suddenly it looks like a very good value spend. He too says there are no safety worries regarding the nine-week regime. All the evidence we have at the moment and certainly the views of our um, advisory committees are that yes, definitely these women are safe taking nine weeks treatment. Part of the reason for the nine-week treatment regimen even being contemplated in the first place by the person who devised the protocol was about ensuring that it was a safe protocol because there were some concerns and there there remain some concerns about the cardiovascular risk for a 12-month treatment that potentially a nine-week treatment avoids. Christchurch oncologist Chris Atkinson agrees it's safe but says it puts quite a responsibility on clinicians. I guess the dilemma that some of us would have would be that if we are now using a recipe that has less evidence to back it up and it's proven in the future on a greater number of patients to not be as good as 12 months of Herceptin, albeit after chemotherapy, then who's implicated in that? And I guess some oncologists feel a little bit worried that it's not Pharmac or a government that actually has a medical defence or a medical council number or is registered. Whatever their views, oncologists need a patient's consent before they prescribe nine weeks' treatment. That's because New Zealand, which was first to licence Herceptin for early breast cancer, licensed it according to the HERA 12-month data, meaning the nine-week regime is off-label. Stuart Jessamine of the medicines regulator MedSafe says that's not an issue and comes down to a lack of information at this stage on the alternatives. There are several key questions that are outstanding about Herceptin. One of them is, what is the effective dose? The second one is, what is the effective duration of treatment? The third is, what's the frequency of treatment? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? You know, so we don't yet have, in the opinion of our expert committee, the optimum treatment regime for Herceptin before us. And it's obviously going to emerge as more research is, is conducted. But in the meantime, we do know that this treatment regime, the HERA study and the Ramon study, now with more patients out to two coming up for three years, is able to deliver acceptable, we know what its safety profile is like now, and we know that it delivers mortality and morbidity advantages. We don't yet have enough information to form an opinion as to whether any other treatment regime less than that is supported enough in evidence to the level that we require to make a regulatory decision. Dr Jessamine also says it's not unusual in cancer treatments to need special approval from a patient. Also likely to be under the spotlight in the upcoming judicial review is how Pharmac made its decision, including whether it bullied its own expert oncologist to line up behind nine weeks. 
Pharmax Matthew Brougham rejects the claim. We asked them specifically if 12 months wasn't available, would nine weeks provide benefit without undue risk? I personally don't see that as bullying and I'm fairly confident that most of the members of that committee wouldn't see it as bullying. Pharmax says the stoush has been a watershed moment for it, with international bosses of Roche making their pricing strategy clear, matched by a good debate by a discerning public here. That reference is partly about the input of several women's groups which have taken Pharmax's side in the debate and copped some of the flack. Congratulations for successfully destroying all the hard work that women and others have put into trying to get funding for HER2 positive breast cancer. Please tell me what I tell my wife who is undergoing chemotherapy at present about why a woman's advocacy group thinks she should not get her septin while her oncologist, surgeon and doctor all think she should. Jo Fitzpatrick of the Women's Health Action Trust reads emails she got after the group spoke out in favour of Pharmac's position. Jo Fitzpatrick says her group got into the issue out of concern that there were false hopes among women that her septin would save them when it appeared it would benefit a small proportion only. She says the nine-week treatment decision is interesting. I think it, it was driven politically by the furor created by an articulate lobby group, and I think that's another issue that needs to be had a look. We need to look carefully at whether people who get the drugs are the ones who are the most articulate out there, the ones that can actually make their case best. So in the end, I think politically they had no option but to fund Herceptin. And given that the evidence base for nine weeks is very similar in terms of benefit to the 52 weeks, but saves a lot of money. I think that's actually quite a good decision by Pharmac. Long-time women's health advocate Linda Williams of the Auckland Women's Health Council rejects claims that nine weeks will be another unfortunate experiment. I believe it is a very good compromise in that it, it is going to put women less at risk of the, some of the side effects like heart disease that this drug has been shown to cause. I think what women need to know is that whether it's 12 months or nine weeks, the answers are not in. So it is, in a sense, an experiment for whatever group um, of women and whatever treatment regime they're on. And that's the problem these days with some of these drugs that are coming onto the market. We don't have long-term safety data, and so sometimes it takes a while for problems to emerge. Sometimes it can take a decade before you get a clearer picture. In an effort to find out more, Pharmac's paying $3.2 million towards a Finnish-led international trial to assess the relative merits of the nine-week and the 12-month treatment regimes. Auckland oncologist Vernon Harvey is the principal New Zealand investigator for the trial, which is to begin internationally next month, and he hopes the country's six cancer centres and patients join. I would hope that the majority of women who are eligible, who have the right sort of breast cancer, would agree to be part of the trial. The more women that join the trial, the quicker we will have sufficient women in the trial to try and answer the question. The trial needs 3,000 women internationally to have a chance of answering the question, is nine weeks as good as a year, or if you like, is a year better than nine weeks? Ethical approval still needs to be sought in this country before patients can participate here. Funding of Herceptin may, of course, simply be a matter of what a country can afford. Whichever way you look at it, the Herceptin debates crystallise this country's drug funding dilemma.
Professor Michael Findlay of the Auckland Medical School. Now, if this was as cheap as taking an aspirin, it would be pretty straightforward, but um, it's not. And uh, I guess how we look at the cost of life saves um, in New Zealand might be perceived differently compared to other countries. And uh, that, I guess, is one of the things that... You know, we do worry about in the oncology field is that once with cancer, your life is undervalued because cancer has a perception of being an inevitably incurable disease. Oncologist Chris Atkinson from the Cancer Society says cancer affects more New Zealanders than any other chronic illness and it's not going to get any better. We are faced with having to care for cancer patients with a better standard than we're able to do at the present time. That probably means more money, more infrastructure, more transparency in decision-making and involving the whole country. This argument is a metaphor for the future. We're going to have to be upfront about these sorts of issues. We're not going to be able to afford everything. So if we're going to make decisions for New Zealand cancer patients based on economics, then it has to be put up as an economic argument and it has to be debated. The rows left Pharmac's reputation either enhanced or battered, depending on your point of view. The drug supplier Roche wouldn't be interviewed, but said in a statement that cancer specialists are unbiased and should be listened to. Oncologist and Pharmac advisor Vernon Harvey, who, based on the science, wanted 12 months, not nine weeks. Whether you agree with it or not, Pharmac is taking a lead in the area of what can a healthcare system afford. The Minister, Pete Hodson. That Pharmac agency is one of the biggest drivers of value for money in our health system, and we should be celebrating it. I mean, it's awkward when it says no, but on the other hand, we get drugs in New Zealand at a much more reasonable price than anywhere else in the world because Pharmac just doesn't accept that the cost of a drug should always be that which the drug company asks. Joe Fitzpatrick from the Women's Health Action Trust. It's the envy of regulators around the world and the bane of drug companies. And the drug companies are a much more powerful lobby than the regulators, unfortunately. Libby Burgess of the Breast Cancer Aotearoa Coalition. I'd say that they're a consumer that really doesn't want to engage in the marketplace. Um, A consumer that uh, is choosing not to seek sufficient funds to provide the medicines that New Zealanders need. Um, I don't think that's savvy. It's not savvy in terms of health outcomes for New Zealanders. Yes, they've managed to reduce spending to um, around half what Australia spends. And um, yes, we spend uh, less than 24 other countries on cancer medicines, but I don't think that's savvy. That's not a savvy consumer. Pharmax Matthew Broham's unfazed by criticism and what seems set to be an ongoing struggle. People recognise that we've got a very tough job to do. Obviously, we have to make choices between various proposals and in doing so, some things don't get chosen. But fundamentally, I think people acknowledge it's a tough job. I think we do it fairly well and as fairly and as dispassionately as anyone could possibly do it. In the meantime, breast cancer patient Chris Walsh is fundraising for the court encounter. We're dying here trying to get our money together to get the the legal fees. You know, that actually occupies more of my headspace than my own cancer or the judicial review is trying to get the funding.